So tits and plenty, triple dicks, and suck it. All this and more <laughs> on today's Brilliant Observations. Do you want to use that? No, no. Are you sure? Yes. I'll use that. Do your hot lick, stick, dick, whatever you, come on. Okay, I'll wait. Is this offensive? <laughs> My issue of doubt and Melissa's laundry quandary. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. <laughs> I'll clean it up. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I, didn't, I didn't see. Is this offensive? This is going to be a rip-roaring, rootin' tootin', hot ballooning show. What's offensive? Start there, please. Go. Go. And the answer well, is first, probably. <laughs> first. First. I have to say that there, there are Thousands of podcasts out there. Dear listener, we thank you for choosing to listen to ours. Welcome. If this is your first episode, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> and thank the person who referred you because there's no way you stumbled on us by accident. Yes, we go out of our way to make it very difficult to find us, actually. It's a bit of a, uh, you know, geocache situation. <laughs> Follow our coordinates. If you write that long, then maybe... Just maybe. But have you ever really geocached before? No. Fuck that. Oh, God. Involves so, walking around in math. Uh, stop. You had me at nope. Less, <laughs> less math, more coordinates. Also bad. And there's an app for that. <laughs> so when my kids were little, we would geocache. And Are you it, out of your what? Well, no. That seems like a perfect steward activity because it involves preparation, organization, Intense pre-planning and then day of hyper um, chippy joy. Like you have to be into it today. That seems like a that's, steward. That's not at all how we used it. We used it like um, we are waiting for a table at a restaurant and we are, they said it's going to be a 30 minute wait and we have two small children. So we take out the app and we see if there's a geocache anywhere near us. And we hunt it down and we open it up and we sign our name on the on the little list, roster, whatever it is, and we put it back. And every time I we go to that restaurant. I corrected. That is charming and fucking lovely. But there are times where they tell you that it's not just a form to sign. They have a box of prizes. Ooh. So it's take one, leave one. So with me in my bag <laughs> of tricks, I always had to have... A prize. Isn't that so funny? I always had my magic purse. Usually it was a briefcase or pockets in a coat. But I, I always have items for the littles. It, yeah. To this day. It, I, was, yeah. I was sorting some objects from one bag into another bag. And people who know me, I have lots of bags always, including like the paper variety. I still sorted my littles cash just to have it. I have a little mini book of um, a little mini coloring book and matching colored pencils, all brand new, still wrapped in the wax paper, you know, the whatever to have. And I've got a little mini Jenga and some wind-up toys. Con continuously, always, never without. I, I don't have anyone now. who needs this. But, it's, yeah. but I, invariably, somebody will be getting ready to melt down and take down the entire airplane. And it's like, oh, wait, boop, boop, here you go. Take this freebie I picked up at a conference. And then everyone looks at me like, oh. <gasps> 
Thank you for having You're magical. Yeah, yeah. It's like I gave them a blood transfusion. Like it's the thing that was needed to sustain all of our lives at that moment. So I take back my geocache hate because that is a super groovy and delightful way to do it. It's Waste not like time. Well, it's not like you've planned the past six months around trekking up this hill to dig up a dirty bottle and then like leave a selfie. Like that's what geocaching is to me. No. And oh. also no. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Your, I believe your quote is, fuck and you. That's, that's the one. <laughs> I believe that's your quote. You'd have to entice me with a whole lot of other things to even attempt the hike. Then I got to root around and dig things. No, it's like, if we're not yeah, burying a hidden. body, I'm not interested in. Right. Yeah. And I'm there for you when that happens. Thank they you. are hidden. Thank you. What became a challenge for us when we did it was the toys that I had to leave my kids wanted more than a toy that they found in the box. So then what I did was well, we did it in Florida where they have outlets that we used to go to all the time. And I went into the croc outlet oh. and I picked up a handful of gibbets. You know what those are? I presume those are the little plastic tack pieces that you shove in the holes that they've created in the shoes you bought with pre Exactly. Yep. Okay. Nobody wants a fucking gibbet. So if I leave a few of those where we go, there was no, mom, I want our thing, not their thing. We got better things, which made me feel good. But I still have that switch bag thing where I don't put everything in there. And I think to myself, well, I really don't need this toy for my kid and I don't need these things anymore. And then you have that new bag and then you need what you left in an old bag or you need something you left behind and it it's really troubles me. So I hear you with the move everything over to the next bag. Well, I think I, of, hear you. I think of bags more like um, people have these other analogs in their life. You may have something we used to call it the telephone drawer. I think some people call it the junk drawer. Where I have several of in those. Your, okay, you got a junk drawer, like maybe in your kitchen or in your area, whatever it is. Other people have a, a glove, my a glove box or a center compartment in their car or, you know, some kind of, you know, that place that used to be called the glove box in your car. Some people have those, right? And some actual people have like a trunk bag that they keep all their stuff in. So I treat every bag like all of those objects. <laughs> so when my husband needs to use my car, because it's a little bit larger for going to this place or that place, magically, I can't find any of my shit because he takes it out as a courtesy. So I'll have it. But I'm like, dude, it needs to be in, like, I just, I associate, it's like I have keys that always stay in the car to a variety of things. Don't take them out of the car or they'll be lost forever. Even if you put them on the ground in front of where you parked, that's not going to work. I will now lose them forever. They have to stay in the car. I'd rather be without the keys knowing they're in the car than anywhere else. And is your husband like mine where he'll say, I clean, I had your car detailed. It's clean. Isn't it beautiful? And all you want to know is, Where's that sunglasses case that was in there? Because it had a chapstick and I just chewed my lip and I'm bleeding and my things aren't here anymore. And you're just so happy it's vacuumed. Mm, I could deal with some dust and hair as long as my shit is still it's here. It's not really that that loving. My husband's methodology in the early years that we have, we used to call them the dark ages, that we have moved through is when he would say, here, I took some shit out of your car. And that means he just scooped stuff like with a shovel and dumped it in the trash. 
So that's that was really challenging. My husband, in the early years, when he would drive my car, would change all the preset radio stations. Yeah, that's fucked up. <gasps> I thought you meant the seat. No, we bought radio? a specific car so that we each get our own key, and then invariably I'll take his key, and then I'll jack with it because I'm like, why isn't it working? And then I have both keys set to me. <laughs> no, so he would get in there. That's just because I'm dumb. That's not because I'm that self-lit, selfish or whatever the word would be for jacking with somebody's radio. He thinks nothing of it. I've even pointed out to him, this is a super dick move and he's like it's not like there's no convincing him he's just he is preset on i can change these radio stations because i am the driver today and if you don't like it what do i care because i am truthful and right no he just he just decides what there are some things where he's like nope i'm right nobody gonna change my mind don't care and yeah Drive me to the divorce court listening to my preset radio stations because I know that I am in the right. When he is fully, fully wrong. There's not many of them. There's not many of them, but there's no budging him. That's, you just gotta, I just bought a different car and don't let him in it. That's how it works. I don't let him in it. At least your stuff is where you left it now. That's right. That's right. That's good. I appreciate that. Yeah, so I want to know if this is offensive. (laughs) Because after I said it, I was like, uh, even the question, even the question, I, you know, it's going to be good. How do I take it back? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're the culprit. Yay. How, how do I, how do I turn back time? <laughs> the answer is yes, it was. A was it intentional? It just wasn't intentional. I don't need, I don't need context. I don't need verbs, nouns. We already know. Yep. And did you mean it? All right. I'll let so you go. Oh, just go. Just go. So, I'm so awkward. <laughs> So, you know, we had a flood in our basement. I do. And uh, we're taking this opportunity to redo the floor down there with an insurance check that we hope covers it. But yeah, so we picked out flooring and the guy came and he's like, yep, I'll put this in there. It's like a cork uh, combination of cork and something else. Lovely, that, lovely. That if, it, that if anything happens flood wise down there, it'll float. So we'll be OK. Oh, Corks so we're, float, we're planning right? for the next chaotic event. At least when I push them in the wine bottle, they float, right? Is that how that works? (laughs) Nice, nice. So uh, we figured what we should do is maybe see if if we do the main floor flooring as well, if we can get kind of, you know me, kind of like some sort of deal on doing it all at once (laughs) and not having them come out three times for different things. Yes. So we tried to figure out, okay, we're going to tile the kitchen and just resurface the hardwood in the other rooms. Super. Well, now we're looking for tile. Have you ever looked for tile before? Yes, quite a bit in multiple households. I need to stop you right there. Do it. You were, you were resolving a damage. You're doing a repair. In your, Downstairs. In your, already, in, in your already sizable basement. And that didn't, did that lead you to refloor the entire basement or just that room in the basement? The whole basement. So the entire basement, and now you're doing the upstairs as well? The main level where the dogs scratch up the hardwood. And when we got here, it wasn't new. So what we're going to do is put tiles so you can't ruin that in, like, the kitchen eating area to, like, the mud room, which we don't have, but I like that word. And I grew up with one, so I know what it is. (laughs) Um, Into that bathroom. And then... The rest of the house, which is hardwood that's floor. A we're just big, gonna... That's your insurance check. Here's just a, here's a hot tip. That insurance check is not going to cover all of that. No, we're going to add some You're going to add a lot. 
Okay. All right. Oh, 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 oh. But right now, I think people are hungry and giving good deals because business has gone down a little, and I don't want everybody to be so hungry. So yes, you have, are a good Samaritan. Have a pita. Have a pita. Um, so we went shopping for tile, and that's harder than you think because I'm not changing everything in my kitchen. My cabinets are very busy. The backsplash goes with the busy cabinet. Like I need a solid, decent. Right. So as I'm looking at tile, I hear phrases like, this one's got motion. This one is very veiny. Ew. And this, Ew. <laughs> this one Come is. Come on now. Right. This one's too light. This one won't. This one will show to every paw print and dirt. You see this where it's really going, hard. Don't you? This one's really hard. Yes. Yes. These are all hard words. veiny tile. So we walk into a. You see where I'm going? Well, I have a suspicion. All right, go. So I walk with my spouse into this tile shop. Mm -hmm. This and and everything's displayed beautifully. Although tile that goes on the floor should not be um, vertical on the wall because it gives you no idea of what it looks like. Total flaw. Well, they take it and lay it down, but yes. Yeah. So I we get this younger kid to help us. He's twenty something. And he's like six foot six, uh, African-American, built like a, he's just enormous. And he's pretty handsome. There. I said it all. Um, yeah. Right. My face might be turning red right now. <laughs> it might be. Oh, uh, Now I yeah. know why you're so, tiling your entire house instead of so, just no, the it's one just, project area. <laughs> so we walk in and this kid comes to help us. And I have a tile on the floor and I say to him, is this too dark and veiny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. No, this might be too dark and veiny. And then my face again turns red and only my eyes look up and my head stays facing the tile. And I say, So when are you guys getting coffee? <laughs> I think maybe there's too... Then I said I had to cover somehow because... I've clearly described a penis. Like, I definitely possibly What did he his. do? Did he totally miss it? Or was he like, we, we're going to pretend you didn't say that? Well, I think Stuart was on his phone, so he kind of pretended like I didn't say it. And I tried to cover with things like, is that too much movement? Because my cabinets <laughs> are super busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, is, that, is that offensive? I, I don't think offensive is the word I would choose. More mortifying, um, suggestive, uh, introductory, maybe. Would I not have noticed if he wasn't handsome? <laughs> yes, or a dude, <laughs> or dark. I think all of these things coordinate with your choice of adjective for tile. Who calls tile dark and veiny? No one. No one. Not even the Italians. No one. <laughs> I did. I did. You're just so horny. Me so horny. I called oh, it dark oh. and veiny, yeah. and then I froze, and I felt the <laughs> red yeah. rise in my cheeks, and I thought, <sighs> I mean, is it too much movement? Because my my hard my cabinets are wood, but they're panels, and the panels have like some red. Oh, somebody save me! Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I don't. Nobody think, rescued listen, me. Listen, listen. I don't think that whatever tile gentleman's name was gets a whole lot of you know white lady tile action while he's selling kitchen floor tiles so just enjoy it i'm sure he took it as a compliment 
or maybe he does and you know you missed an opportunity to take a visit to the backyard showroom i don't know tell me what words you would use to describe a penis (laughs) (laughs) oh we've just glossed over the tile i guess (laughs) why are we talking about this I've used them all in while a, talking about lineup, tile. In a lineup, well, there's a Saturday Night Live skit that I absolutely cannot even, I can't even get through it without laughing. For some reason, they were doing some kind of penis medication, and so then they did one of those fake commercials about it, and they had, teen, it was the tame, the era of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and, oh, and um, uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, who's also in Bridesmaids. Who was the bride in Bridesmaids? What's her name? Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Maya Rudolph. That's the one. So the three of them are like riffing and do, coming up with all these things. <laughs> and they're like describing how how penises work after taking this medication. And then Tina Fey floats into the frame and she goes, meaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So they're describing erections as this and that and the other. Meaty gets me all the time. That one is terrible. I have to YouTube that. Um, so yeah, I mean bad that's a word. Hilarious, yeah. Because that's a like, word. What else? Like thick. You know, why are we talking about this again? Meaty is one that I. You would hoping not to use shop? You hoping to shop for tile again or? No, I'm done. <laughs> Stuart came home the other day. He goes, I ordered the tile. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, that's, what it is. that's <laughs> why you God, got the I discount. Do. That's why you're getting the yeah. whole house discount. What? Yep. Yeah, he's gonna do your mud room. Yes, he is. <laughs> Oh my God! What did I say? What filthy? <laughs> that is filthy. You are filthy. I said, look at. I didn't do my, it. It's not me. Room. I'm not. Uh-uh. I'm not coming on to to you know youthful, uh, gigantic tile salesman with my husband on the phone, with your weird syntax. That's not me. I didn't Stay do it. My- Sad in my mudroom. So in the car, <laughs> as my face turns white again, I'm thinking, all right, well. They talk about tile. This one's very hard. <laughs> this one's veiny. This one's, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Who who's in charge of this vernacular? Who put this shit together? It was a dude. It was a dude selling it. I'm just saying. It's a- coincidence. It was absolutely a dude. Yeah. So not offensive, but mortifying. <laughs> Is that what it. we've decided? I love it. I love it. Okay. I think it was perfect. I think it was ideal, as we say. All right. Fair enough. So you know I've been working out too much. Sorry, it was yes. <laughs> so um <laughs> you have. You have. And the results are visible and you They are not gorgeous, visible. And you should right. stop because you've Moving more on. than reached your your uh desired outcome. None of those things are true. I couldn't love you more. So why can't my mom learn to talk like that? Um so <laughs> When you do that, you get significantly sweaty, which means you need to do more laundry than you've ever done before in your life. Yes. Because I'm not buying a second set of clothes for, like, I just, I'm constantly doing laundry. Wait a minute. You have one pair of workout clothes and that's it? No, I mean, I have a couple, mm-hmm. couple of pairs of shorts that I feel comfortable okay, working okay. out Okay, okay. I thought in, you were it, like, I'm doing laundry all the time because I have my one workout outfit. And I was like, dude, if you bought a Peloton, I think you should invest in a second pair <laughs> of shorts. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> if you do, if, if I do laundry after I work out yes. and, you know, I shower, I get dressed in whatever pajamas I'm not wearing to go to sleep and I fold the laundry and everything I own is clean, right? All the, all the two outfits that I exercised <laughs> in or whatever. Yes. So you fold them, you put them away. 
when you go over to that pile of laundry or to go get clothes for the next day, wh why wouldn't you just take what's right on top? Oh, it's not. Why wouldn't you take the T-shirts that are on the top of the pile? Talk to me about the problem in my brain <laughs> that makes me pity the T-shirts lower down in the pile and feel that they deserve a voice in this world because most of my t-shirts have phrases written That's on them right. so when That's I right. say they have a voice I really mean it well but do you go to the pile with a particular object in mind or do you approach the pile and then realize it's calling to me from the bottom of the sea and you've got to go all the way through it if you go over there thinking I'm looking for my pink iridescent lipstick or if you're looking for whatever it is you're looking for and it's not right on top then you are at least on some level authorized that you can sort through the pile, but there's part of you that should learn very quickly. Every shirt in this pile is black. I'm going to pick the one on top and that's it. So what, where, 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 where? Lately for me, it's been, it's so fucking hot. It's like a hundred degrees every day. So the thought is it can't have sleeves is really what I've been working on. Like I have to, like tank tops are really, <clears throat> I don't have 400 tank tops and this one I know is clean. So why wouldn't I put it on? It's one of those, we're on vacation and I'm wearing the same outfit every day because it's clean and I just washed it. Does everybody think I wore this every day of vacation <laughs> in every picture? Yeah. So it's some, you know, Crit, when I lived with her, I do. she used to take plates from the bottom of the stack of plates because she felt sad that they did not get action. Well, everybody does that. I think that's normal. Why are you making a true? frown face? No, it's I uh, to me it's about proper wear. You've got to you've got to cycle through. I don't I don't feel sad for the rejected plates. They're on the bottom because they're bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> they're there to think about what I'm they've just done. saying. And next time maybe you'll be better. No, I'm just saying that, you know, when you have all the same plates and you keep using the top 3 or however many you're using, then you have brand new plates and shit out plates at the top. And it's better to just sort of, it's like the cushion. You can either make a decision when you first arrive with your item of furniture, I will never flip this cushion ever. And then when you do flip it, you've got a brand new item of furniture for the remaining 10 years or whatever it is. Or you can decide, ooh, shit, I got to flip it. Somebody's coming. And now you've done it twice and both sides are jacked. So I take the all plates jacked policy. Is that how I do not remove the plastic from things? Because once you do, it's a brand new item. Right now, my Peloton that I've had for seven weeks, six weeks, six weeks now, still has the plastic over the front of the screen. And it's got bubbles in it because it wasn't put on there as a screen protector. Like, And you like don't, a, do you have to like touch and, and fondle the screen while you're dying, grasping for air? Or does it just no. sit there and taunt you while you ride? There's no reason to... No, I like the plastic on there. I mean, I get ridiculous pleasure when I take plastic <laughs> off of things. I know this. I know this um, to be true. But also, oh, and perforations. I used, I really like folding and, and ripping perforations. But so is this plate <laughs> thing and clothing thing, is this something that I need to work on or just it is what it is? Wear that outfit again. You're fine. <sighs> it's really challenging. Because I'm more interested in the amount of time that you spend f fucking around with your clothes. They're already folded. They're in the stack. Now you're trying to dig through. Now you're going to knock over the stack. Now you're rifling through to find that one particular thing. That's a lot of time. If all the shirts are more or less the same fucking shirt, 
and you don't really care about them, then that does seem a little bit, what are you doing? But if you have your favorite, I say that you should burn your house down in search of your favorite. So, okay. right? So it's. But for me, it doesn't matter. It's if it doesn't something... matter, then it's like, then what are you making matter here? I'm just grabbing what's on top. And then everybody says, didn't you wear that yesterday? Oh, I thought everybody say, can go fuck a big, tall tile salesman. We don't need to worry about what everybody says about your tank I think tops. it's too dark and veiny. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Because the veining is what, <laughs> is what gives it movement. <laughs> now, I don't want movement on my kitchen floor. but It's nice. It's nice. When you're talking about the motion of the ocean. That's right. That's what it is. Um, your issue right now is doubt. My, what are you doubting, oh, Amy? I keep, I've been wanting to talk about this for a couple of shows now, and it was honestly too much to talk about in the beginning, and it's gotten a lot easier to get my head around. Here's the challenge. There's a lot of things in life right now where we all are living with chronic doubt, and doubt is very different than indecision. Doubt is very different than the unknown. Doubt is unknowable. <clears throat> there is, there is, you simply have to make a choice. You have to make an equally uninformed choice. Proper doubt means there is no way to definitively know yes or no, this or that. You are in limbo. So you either get to decide, I will remain here never knowing, or I will choose one. And, and the only way to rid yourself of doubt is to fully embrace the choice you've made. And that's a whole lot of talking without any specifics. Here's where it goes. No, go. Well, the the other side of that is faith, which is something I that guess. I can't embrace either. <laughs> which is because well, you that's can not, never know. That's not fair. That's not fair. You do embrace it. I know you you have this this weird way of talking about yourself, and you're a very spiritual person. So I find it interesting. But but I mean, you can't know doubt. You don't know. You you don't know. All right, tell us. In what, you don't know in what until you decide. Reference. You don't know until you decide. Doubt is only the condition of of not deciding, because there never can be enough information to make oh. a decision. Right? It is unknowable. You will never have the information you need. You just need to choose. Otherwise, you are you are choosing doubt. You are choosing to not have a choice made. So I've part of the reason, and this is happening in multiple areas of my life, and that's why it was way too big. So Oy. it is, and it's kind of still is, but a few things have clicked into place. So it's like, okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, now that choice got made or those circumstances shifted. So now it's the doubt is much smaller, blah, 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 blah. But the one it's hard to talk about because it involves fur babies. And I know that this is hallowed ground. So here we go. My vet has been accused of some She's shrink. She's literally shrinking in her chair as I talk. My vet has been accused of some horribly unspeakable things. Horribly unspeakable. My vet. You love her. I do. Well, here's the here's the challenge. Okay, I mentioned a show or two ago. I don't really see a lot of things on Facebook. I'm not really on Facebook. When I am on Facebook, it seems like I'm seeing all the same kinds of things. Long story short, I'm friends with her. I'm friends with her practice, meaning the hospital. Um, and I'm friends with her wife. So I have all of them in my feed all the time. There'd be no reason why I would not get this information. But she was attacked online uh, vocally. And I'm, I'll, I'll tell you the story in the way that it unfolded to me. Because I think that'll help with the, with the doubt, right? It'll make it reasonable. Because my husband, it unfolded for him differently. And he's like, there ain't no doubt. Okay, so here's how it works. I took the dog to an appointment 
and everything was really weird at the appointment. So uh, there was a security guard outside, which I thought, okay, that's that's because they've got now they're meeting us sort of in the parking lot. I've described this before, right? So I thought, all right, whatever, whatever. And everyone, and then there was like new people who I'm hadn't seen before. So I was like, okay, maybe this is, you know, not really putting a lot of things together. And the new people, the one girl says, after I explained everything carefully, she said, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to be able, I'd written it down. She goes, I'm not going to be able to really do all that. It's my first day. I don't, let's just, let's just have you come inside. And I was like, okay. So now we're violating the protocol for me to go inside. Okay. For just because of COVID, nothing could have to do with the vet. Right. So I go in, I go into the thing, I sit there, I wait, I wait, I wait. In comes the vet, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Um, and she's like, she just kind of shrugged her shoulders. And I said, I saw, your, uh, I saw your security outside. Is that just for the traffic? I hope it's for nothing worse. And she, her face just went totally pale. And she said, and I quote, you must not be on Facebook. And then she proceeded to tell me all of the accusations that were levied at her by her former staff. They are unspeakable. They had according to my vet, taken photographs of the sick animals when they arrived and were in, in their crates waiting for surgery and then used those as examples of our vet would take animals and from the shelters and lock them up in crates and keep them and then do no anesthetic surgery on them. Like they just, it just went on and on and on and on. And they had like video camera footage of, according to her, of this or that, that had been just the weirdest, everything that she said was so fucking weird. And I was just looking at her like, w what? Why? What are you talking about? And I just didn't even want to hear it. And she said, well, I don't know what to tell you other than um, two of them were married to each other. And, uh, you know, he, I hired this guy because he was a volunteer fireman and I knew he'd be big and he'd be able to help move big animals. And, but he was always kind of you know, troubled and it would, so she went on to talk about every one of these employees who had their own troubles. One of them was um, a trans person who was going through transition and wanted her to pay for the surgery. And she said, I, I can't pay for your surgery, but I can even set up a little plan and give you some savings of mine because I believe in this and that wasn't good enough. And then, you know, so then they would say things like she's spitting, like it just, it just went out of control, out of control, out of control. So this is way worse than counting testicles nope, when neutering they, nope, and they put, can't get to two. They put their litany of things. And I, even after I heard about it, I didn't go read it because I was like, nah, I don't need that in my head. Right. So I heard it all from her and every single thing that she said. And she was near tears having to describe what was said about her. She would say, which obviously I would never do. And here's how they they did the thing. And they, you know, took this video footage of a day when I was angry and I stomped out of the office and slammed the door. And they said that I spit on my employees and I do this and blah, blah, blah. Like all this fabricated craziness stuff. Right. Well, whatever. All this this craziness stuff was levied at her. Then uh, so she's telling me all of this stuff. And there is a change dot org petition that they started and nationally people jumped on because they saw incident they, they, they saw enough information not knowing anything that they were like screw it oh and they formed click, the, they click. yeah so now there's 5000 signatures on an on 5000 signatures and that was back in the that was weeks ago right she had people come and picket with signs in front of the thing so she got security the security yeah. right uh the fired everybody replaced every single person right and um 
just she was like my license has been attacked i don't i can't practice i've lost more than 50 percent of my customers my clients just because even the ones who know me this and that and the other and, and i was just like this doesn't make any sense like where is this even coming from and then she went on to tell me personal stories about each one of these people and their personal encounters with her none of which ever made the social media circuit or news but it was egregious like pulling out dog's teeth with pliers and laughing and dropping the teeth into a little like shit like this weird shit like having surgery without anesthesia strange things that no one would do why what right and i'm like i don't even i don't even understand where this is coming from this is so bizarre so i thought i'm going to trust that you know, I'm going to trust in this person who has a professional degree who spent her entire life fighting the city government to, for no-kill shelters because she believes in pets who don't have a voice. I'm just going to trust and I'm going to believe that all the, you know, the alternate side of what she told me that these people are troubled. They have personal problems with me. I have evidence of this doing this and this and this. This is a defamation suit. I've already been investigated at my home by the police and the board of whatever and they found no evidence of anything. This is all going to blow over but in the meantime I'm going to lose everything while it blows over. I've got a defamation lawyer, all the blah, blah, blah. Okay, so come home, hope it's dying down but it's gnawing at me. Because I'm thinking, what am I basing my trust on? What am I basing it on? Right, that she's a nice person who's I, done right a, by your a, dog? A person who I know casually endorsed her heavily and had great results with her pet. And I liked what she did in terms of fighting for the rights of other pets. So I went to see her and she seemed to be fine by my pet. So, and the people who worked there did seem to be a little wackadoo, but I was like, and so then my husband, I didn't even want to tell my husband, but then I told him and he was like, mm, done. I'm like, well, he says, yes, yeah, she hired those people. She hired those people. That's on her. I was like, okay. Well, fast forward three weeks and the local um, Tri-City newspaper runs a story on it. And they, in a very factual way, just listed all of the accusations. Bing, 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 just in print. And I still didn't read it, but my husband did. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I don't care. I don't even care. It's, there's no way. He's like, it turned my stomach. I couldn't read the article. And I was like, well, now you know why her life is ruined. So it's just, and so I, I went there for um, another appointment because it was a follow-up kind of a thing. And I said, well, what can I do? What can we do? And then she has since had to, she's forced to close the place. It's shut down. Uh, she said, I'm, you know, wow. I haven't lost my license, but if you need anything uh, that's not hospital related, if I can, you know, get you something by using your records, I'll come to your house. I'll do whatever we can meet somewhere if that has to happen. If you need somebody else in the meantime, I recommend these vets. I hope you'd come back to me when this blows over. Here's what I'm doing. Here's my, my counterpoint, point, point, point. Many people have asked me what they can do. Would, if you are one of those people and you'd like to write me a letter of support, that's helpful in these negotiations and here's where you can send it and this and this and this. And I immediately thought, great, I'm going to send her a nice note at home and I'm going to send her a letter of endorsement. And I haven't been able to write it. And I just this week officially switched vets. I was just going to ride it out because do you really need a vet when your dogs are healthy? I switched vets. I have, I've officially requested the paperwork be sent over there and I haven't written the letter of endorsement. And it's, it's a hard one. It's a hard one because I'd like to be able to write, here's my personal experience and here's the doubt that I grapple with then and since hearing these completely, in my mind, unfounded allegations. I don't have any evidence. All I have is evidence to the contrary. Every single experience does not match this. My gut tells me that this doesn't work. But this is like when I was in, in college. I was in class. It's going to be really weird and it's not that weird. I was... 
my first year of undergraduate school in college, I was a, uh, a visual communications major. I think I've told you this before. So sitting in a studio art class, and those tend to be pretty small classes, you know, they're comparatively. And there was a dude in there who was a little off. And come to find out, he went on to murder a couple of people. So the feds called my house because I was in a class with him, right? And all I remembered, because I sat directly across from him in the eye line, and all I remember, like they were questioning some of the art that he drew. And I, of course, am a freshman, and I'm going to tell the FBI all about it, right? And so I'm like, I don't think you understood. I was in that room, and the perspective that he was drawing was not mental illness. That was the perspective of the still life from where he was sitting. Did you go there? Did you look at it? Did you look at mine? And they're like, yeah, did you see the gun that he used to kill the people in the head? with the? I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. Just do your job. I'm done. That wasn't in the drawing. Sorry, officer. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes. So how I can't write this letter in good conscience, and I can't not write this letter in good conscience because if I was that person who was persecuted for no reason with evidence that was just plausible enough that I lost everything, where would my friends be? And I'm not even her friend officially, right? I, I, we, are, we are very, very friendly acquaintances. We have never done a single thing alone ever, never, never. We've only overlapped at, at larger of. parties. Yeah, it's not even that kind of a thing. So but I still feel compelled to you remember write. podcasting about her before saying I questioned her somebody who spent her life going yes. to yeah, that was also in this I said, podcast I said something like you know really you sure? or do you think <laughs> look yeah the reason that this is weighing on you in such a way is for this every reason that in the defense of animals they cannot come home to you after they've been there for a neutering, for uh, a tooth cleaning, whatever, teeth cleaning, whatever it is, and tell you, yo, that bitch be cray. I saw her. The fact that we watch crime shows and you don't ever feel like you know anybody, number one. And number two, these are creatures who have our complete hearts that cannot speak for themselves. They're not children who could say, yes, she touched me. Um. You don't know. You want to know. You did switch. I love our vets. We have an appointment there on Friday for all three canines. And they also have a special nobody's walking in our building, which means that I open the car door. They take one out. They leave. They come back. They open the car door. They put that one in. They take another one out. And they come back again. And they do that three times. And the assistants there said to me, I'm so sorry that you have to spend all of this time in your car. And I said, well, don't worry your pretty little head about it. My husband's car is the one I'll take, and he has Netflix in his car. So that's not a problem for me. Anyway, it is a hard decision to make. But if it comforts you at all, your one letter is not going to make the difference. Your one letter is not going to ruin her life. Her career is ruined. Let me tell you what she can do in her life, with her life, with her license. There is an absolute need for door-to-door house calls for animals who either can't be lifted or need to be euthanized at home or can't. Like there is a need for that. So she, as long as she still has her license, she can absolutely work and she can absolutely do whatever 
she needs to do. Um, but it is horribly sad. And to have doubt in the first place about her has to be really upsetting. You, you To not know. And even the fact that you have doubt means it's possible. This human no, that no, you've no, known. No, 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 no. And that's even as you say it, you're helping galvanize. There is no, there is, it's so strange to know without any information just to know. And that's where I, I doubt myself. I don't doubt her because I automatically knew who would do, she would not do this and who would ever do this. If I could conceive of a person who would do these sorts of things, it would not be you, right? How do you so, doubt yourself? What do you doubt about yourself? What I doubt is that I've made a decision about this person without having any evidence. I'm just, so I would try to run the list and that's what the letter to me would be. Okay, so how did I come to this decision? I don't know her all that well. I, I know her from my personal experience. Let's run through what those are. In well, that's what your letter is. So that's every, your letter is. Yeah, and in every circumstance, the personal experience is she went out of her way without me asking her to, without me inviting or seeding that this is what I wanted or needed. She automatically went out of her way to find the lowest cost option every time. And by that, I mean, my dog needs surgery. And I said, well, it's going to be difficult for us to do with the way our household is right now because stairs and what have you, he's going to take a lot of care that is going to be tough with our kids coming in and out and the travel we do. So that was not really a, and it'll be very expensive, four grand. She's like, okay, so we want to put that off as long as healthy and possible that he can do it. Got it. He had allergies, dog had allergies. And she says, I don't want to put you on a long-term um, allergy medication or, or a steroid or any of these things if we can avoid it. Let's try things like honey. Let's do this. Let's do things that are free. When he needed a joint pill, she said, I can prescribe you a joint pill. We sell it here, but I'll tell you, the one they give for adults at Costco is the same formulation and it's $40 cheaper. So I would say just go buy it there unless you want to buy it from me. Like he should. That's their letter, Amy. That's I mean, your that's letter. not You're... a person who goes out of her way to find and abuse sick animals. Right. So your letter says, here is my experience with Dr. So-and-so above and beyond. She has always been there for, she has given uh, cost savings as well as kindness options, as well as this is the human I know. And this is the physician I chose. Right. And if anything, she surrounded her, herself and her practice with people who probably needed an 18th chance, let alone a second or third. And all of those people got in a room together and started rubbing their hands together and realizing that their lot in life could be traced back to her. So uh, is she, is she, has she ever been angry? Has she ever done anything wrong? I don't know. Of course. We're all human people. All you can do is write about your experience and your experience with her has always been been positive right so that so it's fair to say my letter won't do anything on on the one hand or the other hand right right but it's it still comes back to that idea of do I really want to throw <laughs> in all of its weightiness my endorsement behind someone or something and uh, on the one hand because I'm, I'm not the kind of person who it's not what you're saying that's not you're not saying she would never you're not you're saying here's my experience I can't I can't ask you to write a letter that says She's the best. Here's my experience with her. She has always done A, B, C, and D. You're not saying anything other than your experience. Because you can't. Because you just said, I can't say, is she? do I know her well enough to No, But what you do know. My experience doesn't fit what she's been accused of. Absolutely that's doesn't. That's all your letter fit. is saying. And doing it publicly, I guess, is just one more way. I think that I don't want to be wrong and make it harder for someone 
who needs to go away to go away. I don't think that's her. And you're right. My one letter's not going to do it. But I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be on the wrong side of history on this. You don't want to be that one person who spoke out for Kevin Spacey and said, no, no, he would never do that. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's part of it is I also don't want to be embarrassed by saying, I think this, you know, this casual relationship is worth me taking a lot of time to figure things out. But I guess even as I'm talking it out right now, it it is a casual relationship, but it is there's there she's not someone that I stood behind in line at the supermarket so she's not she's not a friend in the circle of friends she is she is you know someone who who I call a friend in that in that larger lowercase way right so if I can do something and take an hour to write a letter that's that's potentially going to give her the idea that here's at least somebody who's in my on in my court Right, somebody on my side in my court. I can, I, I owe her that hour. Until they, I'll do it. I'll do it. Call you to testify. I, I'm happy to. <laughs> if, that's the thing. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's. I, I'm fortunate that I've not been accused of things that I haven't done, but I know others who have, and it, it messes with your head in permanent, permanent ways. And the amount of effort that it takes for me to endorse is much smaller than the amount of effort it takes for me mentally to decide. I will endorse you. That decision and that endorsement carries a whole lot of weight with me. It's not the writing of the letter, which is not hard to do. It's the signing my name that I think this person's okay. I think this this person gets the thumbs up. You can take and, your pet there. That's a scary thing. And what I'm thing. saying is you're not you're not as much endorsing as you are saying, yeah, that is not my experience. I'm not discounting anyone else's experience but I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon I'm going to tell you my experience has been excellent with this physician she went to school for a long time she I mean this is this is a this is not even career just, this ruiner. is not even oh it's it's ruined this right. is not even that this is life's work this is before this is life's work in a variety of practices all the way wow. down to create your own practice in your own thing on your own terms and then watch it get pulled to shit Ex explode right in your face and I and I so then even looking for another vet because I thought well I'm not going to take her recommendation of what vets to go to because that you know I need if I'm going to if I'm even temporarily if I'm going to make a break I'm going to make a break so I asked a couple people who are more involved in their dogs than they are in the lives of other humans and they all recommended the same place I went there and then I took it a step further and asked one of those people uh, why, are you, why are you switching this and this? And I said, well, you know, we were with the XYZ vet at XYZ hospital. And she immediately said, I've heard really bad things. You need to, you need to stay away from her. And I said, why? why? In personally or what? Like I tried to dig and she wouldn't go any further than she said, I've just heard. I've just heard. So it was more of this. Is this a really credible person or did she read that article? And that's what she's basing it on. I'm guessing the scandal got to her. And I don't know. On, on she what seems she was commenting. Ugh. Anyway, so enough of this. But that's this doubt. It, what I've just described to you, I have no way of knowing. I just have to decide I'm going to be in the yes column. I'm going to be in the no column or I'm going to sit it out. And sitting it out means I'm never going to make a decision, which is doubt. So I'm going to be in the yes column and I'm going to I'm going to treat her like I would want anyone who knows me to, to do the modicum of effort. Right. People who are listening to this podcast don't know me at all all and they've already formulated opinions based on the hours of things that I say and hopefully that I'm you know there but that's even different because it's I have actual actions from her I have a I have a direct relationship with her I gotta do it I just gotta do it anyway that was my doubt that I doubt. almost 
I almost wound up at the emergency vet today. <gasps> today? Yeah, well, maybe yes, yes, yesterday maybe. So yesterday I fed the dogs and one of them wasn't eating completely and I looked at him and he had this white um I don't know if it was a foreign object or a pustule in his eye. Oh. And I thought, son of a bitch. So it's Saturday. It's past time where the vet is open, which means you go to the emergency vet. And that just just open your checkbook. Just <laughs> just open it up because you can't walk in there without a $200 fan of bills in your face. So I said, because I did marry a physician. I don't know if you guys know that. I married a physician. It made my mom super happy. So... I said, hey, uh, Doc, could you uh, come down here and, and help me out a sec? Because I have a problem with frankly brilliant. So he he's like, is it an emergency? I'm like, uh, no, but if you could come To down. come downstairs? Is it an emergency? What's he fucking doing? Oh, I don't know. Oh, probably my laundry. I don't know. Um, <sighs> probably folding my one sports bra. Just kidding. So he comes downstairs. He's like, I hope he's okay because... I dropped egg in his eye this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, it's an emergency. It's an emergency, dark and veiny. So he had egg white in the corner of his eye. How do you even drop egg in a dog's eye? How do you not get it all out? (laughs) That's a a once and done. I thought he'd lick it out. Where do you think his tongue goes? (laughs) And you want to be my doctor. I rescind my endorsement. And you want to be my imports, exports guy. No, he just, I'm planning writing a $300 check to have somebody take pus out of this white thing in his eye when that white thing is egg white. This man, the level. Why did he not wipe the dog's eye? I don't know. I don't know. protein. Yeah, exactly. And that was his response pretty much. Um, is this an emergency? Dear listener, my camera died. I don't know what happened. So Amy can't see that what I think she's saying is fucking hilarious, but I can see her. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking it's a it's a tragedy. And I said, well, you better get that fucking shit out of his eye right now. How am I going to? I don't like eyes. You are I don't a doctor. like eyes. You're an emergency room doctor. What happens when somebody walks in holding their eyeball? And says, hi, man, blink, blink, in my palm. <laughs> Could you put this back in, please? I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> like eyes. Let me call my other friend. So Stop I went and got it. a Q-tip, and I'm like, look, I'll hold him, but you got to get in there and get it. He said, I thought it would just work itself what, out. What happened, to, what happened to a wet washcloth and a good swipe? What's wrong with you people? How big was this egg? It was I it don't was understand. Big. A Q-tip? That's dangerous. <laughs> What are you doing? I wonder what percent of emergency room visits are eye, are completely eye-related. Well, I guarantee most of them involve a Q-tip. Why not a washcloth? <laughs> a warm washcloth. Get it out. Just yeah. rub it slowly. Yeah, Dark well. veiny. Yeah. <laughs> so I was immediately, because all three of them got groomed, and after they got groomed, you know, you can't go in. I don't know what happens in there. What happens in grooming stays in grooming. <laughs> then they come out and they're all a little off. Nobody wants to go in the backyard anymore because that bird is back. She was gone for like a week. And now she's back and she's 
even angrier than before. And dear listener, you should know, randomly in the mail, I got a book about douchebag birds. <laughs> and I thought, somebody knows me so, oh, it's from Amy. Amy sent me a book that I've actually been reading. And birds are very dumb. There, Go ahead, there, fight was, me. there was a bird on the cover, and I think it was called a, a tit-crested butt nugget. And I thought, this is the book for you. What was the name well, of the, it? It's like Asshole Birds of the Wild North. Of the Wild Northeast, yeah. yeah. So that's so I have <laughs> dumb, dumb birds of the North who are trying to kill my dogs. And now that they don't have hair on their bodies, they're super hot here. So they just needed a good shave down. They feel the bird like touching their back as she dive bombs them. And they don't want to go outside. So well, here's egg in your eye. I still don't. Here's egg in your eye is absolutely right. Is that what I put in Trello? Like, it's oh crazy. God. Yep. Here's egg in your eye was my title for this segment. Uh, How do you even get egg in your dog's eye? And don't they have a third eyelid that comes in to prevent shit oh like that from happening? Uh, that's a no. They don't. They're not lizards. What's wrong with you? They do. They have a third eyelid that comes in from the side. What? <laughs> And, and they also, on Tuesdays, have the special magic sparkle dust. And Wednesdays, they wear pink. Sweetheart, stop. What are you they doing? Do. They have an extra eyelid. I they have a you're third too eyelid. involved in your dog's lives. I, I think. think you need to watch Butters fall asleep and watch that eyelid come in from the side. <sighs> we call it the egg eyelid. Oh, in our for house. God's sake. I'm not kidding. Hey, so we as a family, because we're redoing that flooring thing, need to leave town. Well, any place. I love how your life works. We've decided that to fix a repair, we're going to (laughs) remodel two floors of our house and take a vacation. So that's what we call that's what we call a leak in the basement. The next time I get a leak in the basement, I'm getting a new car. Well, we might have to live in there, but as you've heard, we could live in my husband's car. And I know just the man to sell it to us. So where are you going for your leak in the basement? Ex- I don't know. Ex- excursion. We can't go south. Right. Because the south is South is where the COVID of, lives. <laughs> right. Hot ball of fire. Woo! And egg uh, so, in your eye. <laughs> so north is our option. Mm-hmm. So we started looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the places that are resorts Mm-mm. are going to be bringing in people from, you guessed the it. The South! The South. And we don't want that. That's right. So what we are looking for is a small house, uh, <laughs> something on a lake. We're looking for a house on a lake is gonna, what we're looking for. Think, here's, a, here's a pro tip for you. Let's go back to Ooh. episode 140 boop where you had the worst experience of your life i did going to vacation in a weirdo's house yeah it was bad you own several houses can i remind you did you forget is that a did it slip your mind well we only have one other home privilege and it is in corona pandemic central yeah 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 not the not the florida estate i'm talking about the mountain villa in the Poconos. You want me to go stay with my in-laws? Make them go somewhere else. They have nothing but time. Can't they? Don't they have a room where you can be on a lake and use a boat? Can't you sleep in the boathouse? Oh, that sounds nice. Um, no, none of that is actually true. <laughs> um, but that's only if you're looking for the truth. 
there's why we don't, don't you have go on a boat, honey. Why don't you guys get a boat and just go on it for a week? Like take I, one of those kinds of things. I don't know what that means. It means go on a boat for a week. Go go rent some kind of a some kind of a vessel where you go. It's like camping, but you're on the boat. You know how these things work. They do it we in have, the Caribbean all the time. We have a couple of friends who have beach houses or, or lake. We just, Stuart will not ask for anything. Anything. Yeah, I've met yeah. him. I know him. It's a charming quality. Don't hate it away. Now, the other thing you could do is go down to a non-passported um, U.S. Virgin Island someplace. You guys could, you know, coat yourself in, in liquid armor Get on the plane for the two oh, hours. Oh, you said plane. Get on the plane for the two hours, but then be in a place where there is no COVID for a week, and you don't even have to really wear masks unless you want to prevent you giving it to other people. So go sit on a on a blue sandy beach somewhere where the current population is a thousand as it is, right? You, there's people that that do that. There's people that do that, and well, that you do actually love the sounds beach. delightful. I don't. <laughs> you do love the beach. Yep. You do like sand in your crack. That's right. Um, so I think we might be heading north. I think we might be going to <laughs> New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Sure. Yes. Love White it. bread, low on the Rona scale and near a lake. I think we might be laking it again. I don't plan on leaving the room, so I don't know why it matters where it is for you me. You can go on a lake. You can sit on a dock. Come on. Yeah, I could sit on a dock as the others in my party go out. Then then I got the word that they accept canines. <gasps> oh, so it's perfect. So that's where you're going. Is well, it... I can't put three canines. Sure you and can. I have a bad back and I can't drive six and a half hours to get somewhere. You we'll can, see. You just take two cars and be done with it. Or rent a large car. Well, can you think of someplace north, but not too far north and not too COVIDy? Dear listener, can you think of a lake house that my family could enjoy for six days, five nights, six nights, seven days, just to get out of the construction zone that will be my house to acquire my dark and veiny flooring? I can't. By the way, we did not choose dark or I veiny. I can't believe any of this is going down. I just, I really can't. The whole Here's thing. egg in your eye. The whole thing. Yeah, so if you can think of someplace we... I, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't need a change of scenery. I don't need anything. I just need to not be in my house. The other thought was there's a, the hotel where you stayed yeah. when you came to visit. Yeah. We could just go there. They actually take dogs too um, and just camp out. But I don't want to be at a hotel like that where there are, are people. Well... Are you planning any vacations, Amy? Are you planning any... No. <laughs> I'm kidding. My my youngest is doing a hey the schedule changed again lacrosse tournament uh, tournament season that they've been scrambling to make happen um, and surprisingly they're they're able to keep making it happen but they change the rules like every three days so you have to constantly so yeah so it's two and a half three so he's he's away at a tournament again um, one parent only no tents on the sideline which is awful. No tents on the sideline. Let me just break it down for you. It is so hot in South Carolina, Rock Hill, the thriving metropolis of Rock Hill, where they have agreed to have this socially distanced tournament. It is so hot there 
that the players have to stand on ice. We pour ice on the ground and they stand on the ice because if they don't, the bottoms of their cleats will melt because of the heat of the ground. And I'm so not how kidding. is that not cruelty to animals? How is that so? Not and they're not letting them have tents on the sidelines. So we normally shade. we normally put the tents on the sidelines for shade, and um, we have a pretty crazy hydration protocol that they follow. It's honestly the kids, they're they're pure liquid. I mean, they just they we hydrate them four days in advance on a schedule like it's nuts. And the other thing is, and we bring portable fans, and we have generators, and then we have so we, we bring the little city to keep them reasonably you know un- reasonably moderately controlled in terms of temperature but they also have been playing at it it's like they're they're athletes they're how does how do nfl players handle this when they've been playing how's that one nfl player go and practice in preseason during ramadan where he can't eat or drink during practice for professional football and he does it it's because they've they've been doing it long enough that they they can at least handle it stand it but Blah, blah, blah. All this by way of saying, no, we're not planning anything. And I've got the other one where school is getting ready to start in two and a half weeks. Everybody's school is starting so much earlier. So even if I wanted to go somewhere, where are you going to fucking go? It's wow, school time. Wow, two and a half weeks. Have you been to Bed Bath and your mom? Have you registered for things? Are you? What are you doing to prepare him for leaving? I have, I have a male who is going to college. And he is officially going to go live there. And that's another thing. Whereas every week... They changed the rules again in a positive way. Um, people have been up in arms. They they slowly keep making tighter decisions on and refinements to the decisions they've already made. So he is have he is hybrid. He has half of his classes are going to be in person, sort of, and then the other half are a hundred percent online. Many of the kids are having one hundred percent online, and they have just decided that if you are one of these, you can stay home. Even because they were saying, if you're a freshman, you have to come here. You have to pay room and board. You have to live in a dorm to take classes online. And the parents from out of state were like, "You're out of your mind." So they said, "Okay, we'll let you. We'll let you. You can you can sign up for a waiver and see if you can do it." They've got giant tents that they've set up so that the, many of the stuff will be happening outside. Blah blah blah. So yes, I've I've been tracking all of that stuff. He's a boy. He doesn't want anything. He almost came to fisticuffs when I said, "Do you want to have a rug in your room?" Because you're otherwise going to be on this hardwood skanky floor that you don't know, want to know what's been happening on that floor. All these emails. And he's like, no, I don't want a fucking rug. Like, really? Yeah. No rug. No nothing. I don't want any of this stuff. I don't they don't know. give you a checklist like it's camp, though. I mean, they, they don't do give say. You, no, of course they do. They, of course they do. And he's looking at me like, I, I don't want shoes for the shower. And I'm like, well, you're going to be getting them because I don't want your cracky, weird, warded feet coming in this house. Eventually, you're going to leave that place. So don't bring your, don't tramp that shit back in here. Right. Anyway, so some of the stuff I put my foot down, but others he's like, no, I don't want it. No, 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 I don't want it. No, no. Do you want a TV for your room? No. Do you want a monitor? No, no TV. Do you want a monitor for your room, for for your laptop? No. But you could also use it as a no. Do you want a second charger for your laptop so that you can keep one in your no? He just doesn't right, want you, it. I, th- I really think, are these all in the same conversation that no. he's, he's knowing you? Really? No. This is over weeks. So we've created the dining room as the staging area. I've been putting everything in the dining room as it arrives or as it's been cycled over there. Like, here's an extension cord. Do you like this one? Sure. Okay. We'll put it in the dining room. So that's where his little pre, pre-camp base camp is I would is get going. a rug. I would get a rug. I would make sure all of those things. He doesn't want it. He didn't want a mattress cover or topper. And I said, well, you're getting that because that's gross and I'm not having bed bugs come back in here. Sorry. 
They don't switch out those mattresses from kid to kid. It's COVID. You're, you know, I don't care. Here you go. And he picked up his um, twin extra long sheets. Twin I bought brand new, even though he had, well, he didn't have twin extra long sheets, but he had, you know, towels and things from his bathroom. But I just bought him a set of new towels so that if more guys we just burn them. Here's, here's your yeah. towels. Here's yep. your own set of towels. Here's your own set of sheets. He refused a new comforter. No, I just want the one I've had. Honey, but that's needed to be replaced probably for years and you won't replace it. No, I just want that. I just don't. I think it comes down to I don't want anything else. I don't want anything new. I don't care about it. It's more shit for me to keep track of. I already have enough. And the answer is that's right. So you know, you. I think you also posted that video, Numb. Yes. about that high school girl yeah. in Canada yep, and yep. It, that, we'll share yeah. it it's really affecting and hard to watch and it is exactly th- what's going on with PD my middle child that's that's him to a T all you'd have to do is more screaming and crying and that's him do you feel like if everything were typical normal average he would be more yeah let's try this you think part of his desire to not engage with getting more prepared or getting more things has anything to do with having been in quarantine for so long? Uh, I, I'm sure it's in there. But I'm, and in the same way that I'm sure that a little anxiety, a little stress is in there too. But I don't, honestly, I don't think it's it. I think this is, he genuinely is not interested in, in anything useful or decorative which is weird the things that he's when he's interested in something he's really interested in it to the point where I bought um friends of mine gave me a gift certificate to a fancy cooking store and I went in there and I thought you should get something that you would never ever get for yourself and the day I went in they happened to have Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker um, silicone spatulas where the handle they're very thin and they're elegant they're, they're one is all white and one is all black and they just look like a white or black spatula but then when you look at it carefully the grip is the exact replica of the lightsaber and it's it's just nice they're just fun and neat and I thought oh that's cute so I, I got a couple of those and some other things giant cutting boards as big as my whole house cutting boards beautiful and it's very much like the woman who gave me the card brought those home he saw those and he instantly I need these I need these for school you don't have a kitchen. Well, I mean, you do in your giant house that you'll be in. You have a full meal plan. You're not cooking anything. Right. What are you doing? He's like, I need them. Can I have them? No, I'll go buy you two of these if you really want them. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I must, I must. Please. Wow. Please, I want them. They're just too this- good. And I yet I don't want a comforter. Something I'm going to use every day. Does he know what college is? I don't. I think it was just because it was cool. And he just liked it and he wanted to have it. So he there are things that he wants. And a rug... He was like, no, I don't want, I don't want that. He's also a, a dude. He many nights will sleep on the floor in his own room. Well, that's where he keeps the cheese. He's just, he's just a weird kid and he likes to do things the way he likes to do them. So, okay. At a certain point, I gotta, I gotta accept that he has lived on this earth 17 and a half years. He, he will know if he wants or needs a comforter. And when I say, do you want or need it? All you have to do is ask for it. And the other real problem here, the very, very big, big real problem is that there's a target within walking distance of where he is and he already has a credit card, debit card that connects directly to his 529 plan. So he can just go buy whatever he wants, whenever he wants it and schlep it back to the room. I don't want that to happen. I would much rather, let's think about it so it's there so you don't have to 
wander across campus with a comforter that you Be bought prepared. that you bought from some idiot at Target that cost a million times more than it should that's shitty quality like that's where he doesn't he hasn't lived long enough or bought enough things to know the difference for how to get things like shop properly in advance but they know everything these teenagers that's right they know he everything. he's going to teach college he's not even going right. to college that's yeah. why he's going there yeah, yeah that happens upsetting. that happens in um that happens actually tuesday a week away tuesday wow that's it that's, that's how fast crazy. that's how fast that's how fast yeah so i'm not going on vacation i'm going on <laughs> that's it and I'm up to my neck in, in the applications in the first place. So I, I think I'd rather be in your place because you've already had the exhale of I know where we're going. Well, I, I can at least say this this bit of horror show for you. I am very grateful that we had to live through the nightmare before it shifted entirely. Because the nightmare that you're living through right now is still unknowable. It's right. Doubt. It's, well, it's in and it will land somewhere and it'll it'll either be a version of what it was before or an entirely new thing that we'll all have to learn so when i hit it the next time which is coming up fast i'll at least have a frame of reference right it's like sending the child to college we many of us have a frame of reference for what that is and, and going away and there's the sadness of you're missing the entire week before you move in a week in advance so that they have a week long activities where you go and do the social stuff and you find out where the rooms are and you get to meet people and none of that's happening none of that is happening he's missing that entire week of and that was the tradition best part. yeah the traditions of things that they do all their their fun so so but he also doesn't know what he's missing so i have some stuff that feels kind of sad even though i have no experience with this particular university and then he has stuff like you know even when we, it was like the high school graduation he didn't graduate before he doesn't know what a graduation is it's you know if you if you hadn't been dreaming of your graduation in a particular way it was very very special i guess it's you know whatever everybody has an idea of how things are supposed to go because they've happened that way before but if you haven't really lived it what are you missing because yours is yours and that's it there's there's a there's genius in the beginner's mind in the first time of doing something it's always there's always something special about it being the first time, even if it was nothing at all like what you anticipated or what anybody else's experience was. It's the first. And so the first is good. So, so this is can it. I ask you, having teenagers, how is it knowing that they've never had these experiences that they already feel like they know everything? Well, what's really odd to me is that the second one who is, you know, 15, just turned 15, he is in many ways so like the assholery is the thing that is that is you that is that is a a mirror of his older brother they could not they could be strangers on the street and have more similarities than they do they're nothing at all alike but the but the specific assholery is it's down to the dna level it is we're living it again wow. and so that's where i'm like okay this has more to do with 15 the teen area than anything else and the brain chemistry and you know all of it so just it'll it'll pass it'll pass and they'll pass through it and there'll be people that you look at them and you think wow okay that's that's I like you how'd you get here that happens it'll happen I'm I have faith I have, have faith. a little faith have faith um I need some more of that faith <laughs> right now right now like you I only have doubt yeah, well, I mean, it's a good thing to have right now. 
I'm just... If your dog is healthy, feel free to come up here. I have the best vet ever. Oh. I told you, they all cried with me. Eight of us sat there just in tears and didn't want to let me go home. It's, it's, I, I think it'll all work out. It's just so hard having to watch anybody go through this, right? It's, it's like, it's, it's the, it's, we've, we have a friend in our larger circle who was targeted by an, a former employee that he had to let yeah. go and, uh, it, it, it immediately you thought, oh, well, that person didn't do anything wrong. I don't need any information. I know, I already know that this person didn't do anything wrong. But then is you think. Is this your former neighbor in hiding? Yes, yes. So then you think, then you think, but how is it, how is it that somebody can go so far off the rails to attack another person? And it's, I just got to feel for people who are in jobs where they, I mean, these are, these are people, all of them that I'm describing are in jobs where you encounter, you have a lot of time with the public. When you're, when you're a teacher, when you're in sales of some kind. When, My husband. Yeah, when you're an emergency room physician. We know a couple of other physicians who won't even go on Facebook because they, they're afraid of lawsuits if they friend or do not friend people on Facebook. So they're, I'm like, what? And they're like, it's just easier. We just, we just select out. We just don't do that. Like, wow, really? There's so much involved in being in a public space and having contact with people where something goes wrong and it can go so disastrously wrong so quickly. It's terrifying. It's terrifying to think. I just wish it was yeah, simpler I mean, to work things out. That's the reason there are chaperones in in rooms with male physicians, female, whatever it is. There's there's always another body there. So, oh God, no, you mentioned yeah, you mentioned uh, I had an ophthalmologist who once always left the. He's told me my eyelids were very angry. He used to always leave the door open, and I'm like, I can't see. It's too bright. I can't do the dark room thing with the door. And he's like, I'm leaving it open. I'm like, okay, creep. That's creepier. But all right, whatever. No, you mentioned uh, chaperone. Had to start having this talk just last night, and I'm uh -oh. uh, we're going to be having it a whole lot more, which is sex in the time of COVID. Yeah, well, I told you I have nephews. How the fuck are they supposed to get laid in these? No, crazy they're days? no, they're not. Is the answer you don't get to you don't get to make out with anybody. You don't. Sorry, that shit's going to wait. You're on a, a six anal month, only. You're on a six month moratorium. There's a pass. No and no again. No, it's not happening. You don't get to have this happen to you. It's not worth death. And I was like, is it though? And I'm like, no, it's super not. It's super not. Nope. Well, I think masked up anal only is fine. <sighs> Stop it, thick and veiny. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Find Wait, me a girl. Find me a girl who wants to do it with some weird dude. Find me a girl who wants to do it with some weird dude when the penalty is not herpes or pregnancy or AIDS. It's imminent suffocating death from COVID. In the mudroom. No is the answer. No. You're not having sex. Stop. Just stop. You don't even get to kiss anybody. You know what? Find a new outlet. That's it. How many people do you think are going to make that choice not to have sex? A lot of them. Mm, I don't know. Have they had it before? Yes, what does that matter? Because they know. Yes, but the food wasn't poisonous before. I think I'll try this poison cookie today because I, like po I like cookies. No. P potentially poisonous You're, cookie. You would not have sex. Well, I'm also 40-something and I know better, but when you're something teen or early 20s or whatever, you're, you don't, you think you're going to live forever.
None of them think that. They haven't been raised that way. They were. All they right, were, I'm going to do some research. I think we need to pick this up next time, and we need to come. We need to. I'm going to. I'm going to do field research, and I'm also going to do the zip it up and tuck that shit away research because you're oh not making God. out with anybody. I desperately want to hear about your field research. You're gross. Oh my God. Stop. I've already said you're not connecting with anybody. You're not going to. I mean, if you thought I was worried about your feet in the shower, let's just lay it on the line. No. All right, so this is really a conversation for your college freshmen. Uh, yes. 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 Anybody going to college, you don't get to make out with people. You don't get to have sex with people. That was the best part of college. Well, you're not going to get it. Sorry. It's six months or or until until you're 80. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Try again. Tell them to call Aunt Missy. <laughs> you're gross. I'm telling you it's not worth death. Dear listener, how are you <laughs> meeting people if you are single? How are you meeting people in the in the days of coronavirus? How are you how are you figuring it out? If you want to tell us or connect with us in any way, please find us on all the socials at Listen Brilliant. You can email us, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Tell us your story of an encounter that you've had, either buying tile or getting laid. We want to hear it all. Tell Especially us about your mudroom. Especially got laid while buying tile. Well, I told you, I went with my husband, and I'm wildly faithful. <laughs> I am. I know that you I are. Do not wa- that I, I do not waver on. I, we all know this. I'm just talking about the mudroom. <laughs> yes my mudroom will be tiled and it <laughs> and it will be dark and veiny dark and veiny I wanted to know if it was offensive I mean I I couldn't speak for probably seven minutes after <laughs> I said that I tried to initially cover but then I realized I need to walk away I love it I love just it just walk away just walk away um there's gonna be it's gonna be a choppy episode uh, some bad things happened while we were recording I'm gonna do the best I can we would love to hear from you. Oh, another uh, ap- another uh, podcast that just started has Sean Hayes, Jason Bateman, and Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Thank you. It's fantastic. Um, I've already listened to it. I'm a huge The Dax Shepard one? Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. I mean, Dax is their first guest because these dudes are all just friends. So it is, in it, it is you know taking a page from our playbook where they're friends and they're talking about being friends and they're telling anecdotes from their life. But the page that is not in our playbook is they're all famous and, you know, have really, really interesting, wide reaching, unexpected life experiences to share and can call their friends who happen to yes. be Dax Shepard and interview and him famous, and talk right? about going on van trips with Leaf Garrett. So yeah. Shut uh, up. Yeah. That's the first episode. So it is called smart less. As in, we are not smart. We are smartless. So um, give it a listen. It will put a smile on your face. And my favorite is uh, Rob Lowe. I listened to him a few weeks ago, and I kind of got annoyed by how pretty he knows he is. Like, You know, it's interesting that your uh, perception of him is shifting because I need to also come and do a mea culpa on Jason Bateman. I, I listed him. him as one of the one of the preeminent Jason. assholes. Yeah, all Jasons are assholes, which is right. totally not true. Because then all the Jasons I know who are delightful and lovely came out of the woodwork. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't mean you though. So no, you. when I said all, I meant not you. So Jason Bateman actually yeah. in this episode turned out to be delightful. charming, charming and lovely and worthy of friendship. And I was like, oh, I get it. So the three or four interviews that I had heard with him that painted yeah. him sort of as this 
yeah, I'm really glad I don't know you and I don't like watching you anymore because your face doesn't work. You know how that happens when you see somebody and they just turn it all off. It's not, it wasn't a judgment that I made without any evidence. He was, he was just being a dick. And I think what was happening was it was that sarcastic humor that wasn't landing very well. And it it turned into like really awkward. It was just so painful. And I don't know anything about that humor. (laughs) (laughs) There were like three of those interviews in, in rapid secession, having something to do with something he was promoting. And he probably was also like crazy exhausted. Like it just, it was, it was not delightful. It was not primetime Bateman. And this was. So if this is the act, I'll take it. And if yeah, that was the delightful. real one, like this is, again, that endorsement. I can't, I can't fully Go endorse. listen back. I'm the one who defended him to the death. I love him. He's, he's, he's pretty great. He's pretty great. I do love watching him, and I love listening to him, too. So. I like Will Arnett's voice a lot. He's Batman. So no, he's, Will Arnett that. is one who is a super dick and em- just embraces it full tilt. So you're like, I get it. You are a dick, and I'm not surprised, and I think you're delightful, and I also don't really want to be around you a lot. So, you know, bring it and then go away. And he, he'd also be the first one to say, yeah, no problem, babe. <laughs> Do you guys feel that way about us, dear listener? <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks for being here with us, for us, near us. Write us, please. That's right. And next time to look forward to, we're going to be sex in the time of COVID. So bring That's it. going to be our theme for the week we'll do a little we'll do a little pre-show write in after this one drops we'll we'll ask you guys to help us out for the next field work (laughs) i'm gonna go do some work in my field (laughs) love you guys Bye. bye